Worst practices when issuing 1099s are rampant. Many don't realize that by using worst 1099 practices, they are inviting IRS ire. Want to know the secret to avoiding IRS ire and uh, anger, if you will? Um, it's quite simple. Don't use worst form 1099 practices as they will be quickly identified if an organization becomes subject to an IRS information reporting audit. Keep in mind, the IRS has just received a massive infusion of funds, much of which will be spent on enforcements, which include information reporting audits. That's right. They'll come in and audit the way you issue your 1099s. The IRS really does not want the fines and penalties it can collect from companies like yours who make mistakes when they issue 1099s. They want you to do it right so they can collect more in taxes that are owed on unreported income. It's a lot more than they'll get in the fines from you. Let's look at some of the practices, unfortunately, in use in many organizations that everyone should avoid. Hey guys, I'm Mary Schaefer, founder of AP Now, the place where you go for all the latest business intelligence you need if you work in, manage, or have responsibility for the accounts payable and payment function. And as we know, accounts payable gets tasked, if you will, with issuing 1099s in about three quarters of all organizations. So worst practice number one, taking a payee's word that they are not reportable and not getting the W-9 and subsequently not issuing a 1099 when you should have. If you take the uh, payee's word that they're not reportable the, uh, and the IRS comes in and audits you, you have no leg to stand on. And if they were not correct, um, the, the onus is going to be on you. Now, they may be trying to fool you or may they just may be plain wrong. It doesn't matter. Get the W-9 and verify it using IRS TIN matching. Don't take anybody's word for it. And by the way, this should not be a big deal. Today, virtually every organization has been asked for their W-9, and many of them have it in electronic format. You email them, they'll e email it back to you. So it should be no big deal. Um, but occasionally you'll still get some pushback, and then you have to very gently push back and say, no, I must have the W-9. Okay, worst practice number two. And this is not as common as it once was, but every year we, we get a few, so it's still going on. And this is a company who decides they want to make sure that you're they're in compliance with everything that the IRS requires, and they're not taking any chances about not issuing a 1099. So they issue one to everyone. Don't do it. Only issue the 1099 in those cases where you're required to do it. If you issue a 1099 to everyone, uh, you're probably going to get B notices, okay, for some things that you didn't even have to issue in the first place. If there's a name TIN mismatch, the IRS is going to give you a B notice. They're not going to say, oh, they really didn't need to issue a 1099 for this, so it doesn't matter that they did it wrong. Nobody's going to take the, the trouble to uh, do that. So, you know, issue the 1099s that you have to, to issue, but not one step, one additional one. So don't send a 1099 to everyone. Okay, uh, worst practice number three, waiting until January to order your 1099 forms if you print them yourself. Uh, there can be a backlog and you can end up right up against that January 31st deadline. And you know, if you don't have the forms, you're in a lot of trouble. 
You should also be aware that the thresholds for mandatory electronic filing have been on the decline for several years and are expected to go down even more. So you might want to investigate using electronic filing if you've not already done so, because the odds are high, unless you're only issuing one or two 1099s, that you're going to have to eventually. So why not get on the bandwagon now and do it and then not be at the mercy of a publisher or printer um, or who may or may not get you your forms um, in time. And, you know, if you can't get them out on time, it's the IRS doesn't want to hear, oh, my printer didn't have forms. OK, it's kind of they, they look at that like, you know, the dog ate my homework kind of an excuse. Okay. Now, before we get around to the worst practices that revolve around timing, if you like this episode, please give us a thumbs up. And if you love to please subscribe, we produce new content for the channel three times a week. Tuesdays and Thursdays are devoted to payments and accounts payable issues and Saturdays are reserved for fun and wordle. Um, we hope that a, you'll take a look in our back library. We've got about 300 short videos up there now, and we hope you'll check back every week or tw twice a week three times a week, ideally, um, for our new ones. Okay, now, worst practice number four, not running 1099s through IRS TIN matching before you issue them. Yes, I know that if you're using best practices, you ran it through, that information through, when you first set the vendor up, hopefully, but circumstances change. And when these circumstances change, Suppliers never think to tell their customers about a change in a corporate structure, for example. It's simple to do, so just do it and fix any mismatches before the IRS finds the mismatch, and then you have to go through the rigmarole of dealing with a B, B notice. And by the way, when you're going to do this, don't wait till the last minute. It'll be you and every other Johnny-come-lately trying to get your information in through tin matching. Um, a number of years ago, it's now uh, quite a few years, um, tin matching actually crashed at one point, okay? And you've all heard that the IRS um, is using very antiquated uh, technology and software. So don't wait till the last minute. Then, um, you know, another issue that you may have if you wait till the last minute, you get the data back and it tells you about you have a mismatch. And so you go to fix it before you issue the 1099s. But, you know, you, you've gotten this news, let's say, on January 29th. Now you don't have a whole lot of time to fix it. You may have trouble uh, contacting the supplier um, and getting the information that you need. So don't be one of those last minute Lucy's who's, you know, running on you know, January 29th, January 30th. You want to be better prepared than this. And uh, worst practice number five, waiting until January to start preparing for your 1099 issuance. Now, I realize if you're, you're listening to this um, in 2023, you've waited till January and, uh, you know, that, that, that ship has sailed, so to speak. So then make a New Year's resolution that you're going to start early in next year perhaps as early as September and October, when you'll get an update on all the latest rule changes, you'll order your forms if, you, if you're still um, printing them, and you'll start to get your uh, group in, in line. Um, I can't tell you how many times I hear from people, and they'll tell me things like, well, you know, the whole accounts payable department had to stop processing invoices and everything else that they do um, for the last week in January, because that's the only way they could get the 1099s out on time not a good situation, okay? You're under the gun like that, 
um, mistakes are bound to be made. So you want to start earlier. Uh, start in, you know, the late in the fall. Um, attend a webinar or a class, or you can just get on the IRS website and read all the information. But there are a number of groups that will offer webinars and classes, and you can get the update. You can have everybody sit in the room. Don't tell them I told you that because uh, a lot of the uh, service providers don't like that. But really, if everybody, if you don't need the CPEs, everybody can sit in the same room and you can listen to it. And this way you can update your system and your processes. So when January comes around, it's not the usual three ring circus that many of us find ourselves in. And you're ready. You know what the changes are. You know what you have to do. Now, Clearly, there's more than worse practices. There are also some best 1099 practices you can use to make sure that if you are audited, the auditors will find that you have perfect 1099s. Those are two words that we usually don't see together. We have a few tips on how you can do that in a short video, which you can watch right now that we are using a link that will appear momentarily on YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube, and is in the show notes below. As always, we appreciate your thumbs up, your shares, your subscribes, and your comments. Good luck.